Coaching Impact Radio, informative conversation by coaches for coaches with Frankie Dorn and Terry Hayes, brought to you by Impact Coaching Academy. A person moving to a new country can be crushed by the extreme shock of change, with no sense of familiarity and no friends or family for support. Scott Masciarelli has traveled extensively and saw a unique opportunity, coaching people not only to adapt to these new environments, but to thrive. Join him not only today, but at the new monthly special interest calls right here at Impact Coaching Academy. All righty, so we have a lot to talk about today about some very interesting things. And Scott, I want to thank you first for joining us. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. Good. So we're going to talk a little bit today about some of the exciting stuff you're up to because you seem to be a man with your finger in several different very interesting pies right now. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yes. Do you do that all the time? Is that a thing for you? <laughs> oh, it is. I wish I could turn it off sometimes, but I can't. I've got, like you said, all these different pies. I need more fingers. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. We, we, yeah. We'll, we'll work on that. We'll, okay. we'll work on that. That's an evolutionary thing. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> um, but one of them I want to kind of highlight is the coach's retreat. So this is something I, I want you to talk a little bit about because I think it's fascinating. You know, coaches have been sort of uh, – relegated to uh, your, your I say, the, the dry chicken dinner conferences for a good number of years for now, for the last several at least years, and you're doing something radically different. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Absolutely, yeah. We're doing something, uh, myself and Leon Vanderpol, and he's with the Center for Transformational Coaching. He is Canadian, living in Taiwan. I'm American, living in the U.S. with a global view, as you'll learn more about later in this show. And we have decided to, we have dreamed of, really, you know, getting coaches together from all around the world and meeting in a location where we can really practice um, excellent self-care and take care of ourselves. Because often, especially as new coaches, often we are building a business and we're working so hard but we're for, and we're giving so much as what we do in coaching, you know, with the service to our clients that we're forgetting about ourselves sometimes. And so we have picked Bali, Indonesia. It's a luxurious eco-retreat center, and we're going to be gathering for a week. We have coaches already coming in from, let's see, we have Kenya, India, Canada, the U.S., Australia, and Lebanon already enrolled, wow. and plus Leon from Taiwan slash Canada and myself. And it's going to be just a, a great time. It's our inaugural. We're looking forward to doing this every year, possibly in different locations. And the focus of this is to allow each of us to come there, and it's not going to be a lot of, you know, like you were mentioning in the conferences where there's a lots of um, workbooks and all of that. This is really allowing each one of us to go very deep and to be and to connect with our deepest sense of pur purpose, um, that project, that question, whatever it is that's calling for our attention. And what better place to do it than in a place like Bali, Indonesia, where we'll have the cultural experience, a little bit of yoga, some very nice warm days. We'll have lots of opportunity for plenty of downtime. There's also a spot on site, and we're meeting at the Floating Leaf Retreat Center in Bali. So it's happening September 25th, and it is a week long, and we still have a few spaces left for anybody who's interested. 
Well, can I just tell you that anything called the floating leaf gets two votes in my <laughs> book right off the bat because does that not just exude the whole essence of that blissful, drifting peacefulness? <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, and it's funny that you mentioned that because their, their slogan is walk in and float out. <laughs> I love it. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So I have to ask, like, you know, if I was a fly on the wall during this first conversation mm-hmm. for this, how did this get started? Like, where, how did this dream get born? Oh, this was an interesting one. So Leon and I, well, I was a student in a school where Leon was one of my teachers at one point, and then I've taken courses with him, and then I was a coach trainer at another coaching institution where Leon is. And we had connected on various, you know, at various levels. Through that, and he knew that I was very much into travel. I've traveled a lot, and I love to explore new places. And he had this vision of taking the—he does a lot of teletrainings and a lot of now in-person trainings with a lot of his focus is deep coaching and transformational coaching. And he had this vision of combining it all and taking it into a different location and in, you know, opening it up to pretty much anybody who's a coach. And mm-hmm contacted me, and we literally went around the world. I mean, it took us two years to get to Bali. <laughs> it shouldn't take that long. I know it's far, <laughs> but it shouldn't take that long. I mean, truly, we were looking at all different locations uh, in the U.S., Central America, and we realized that, uh, well, this is closer to where he is in that part of the world. And one thing led to another, and, you know, it's kind of like what we as coaches know. If you continually apply action – and focus, eventually you get there, and we did. And like I said, it took us some time, but it was just this vision that both of us had. Neither one of us knew that the other person had the vision, (laughs) had the dream, and through conversations and continually keeping it alive, it it all came together. Awesome. Yeah, you never know what happens when you – this is what I say about coaching, is when you meet your coaching friends, like you you Mm -hmm. develop those coaching friendships, everything changes. And you sort of have, like – we have, you know, PC would normally be politically correct. I call it pre-coaching and post-coaching. <laughs> so you have your PC like friends from pre-coaching, and then you have your post-coaching friends, which is everybody that you've met since then. And it's a different kind of friendship. It's a friendship that sparks outlandish dreams, and and it doesn't seem weird. <laughs> That that's the that's a good point, right? You were just speaking that, and I thought I haven't really ever thought of it that way, but I I love that because it helps me kind of categorize it a little bit. You're right; it, it's not weird. It's kind of like the the more outlandish it becomes, the better it is. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because then you start asking yourself, okay, so how do we get that done? And then once you right. find a solution, you're on a roll. <laughs> yeah, everything everything becomes possible, and and that's really what happened here. And so from this. From a few conversations to maybe, you know, and then checking different locations, it became really clear that this was going to be possible. And we started promoting it back uh, earlier this year. I think it was around March. And it's it's gotten some really good response. So we're very excited. It's happening, like I said, September 25th. And we have a website. I should probably mention that, right? Yes, coachesretreat.com. Right, C-O-A-C-H-S, without the E. Retreat.com. Yes, absolutely. Well, you know, travel, like you mentioned earlier, travel is nothing new to you. You seem to have, this is maybe a common theme in your world because you're also doing a lot of work with uh, expats. And and I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that 
and and maybe even some of the, the coaching you're doing. I'm trying to remember which travel agency was it you said you were doing some coaching with. That was because that was uh, our travel company. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So travel has been a big part of my life ever since I was a kid, and we used to go on family vacations. And then I spent over 24 years working with an airline, United Airlines, and that took me literally all around the world. I was never a crew member, but I was always on the ground in various positions and finished my career overseas in the Middle East in Kuwait and Bahrain as an expatriate. So, Mm -hmm. you know, as coaches, that's when I started coaching training, too, when I was in that position, and I knew that my time in corporate had really come to its end and that I was looking for that next thing to do. And I hadn't – I had a coach in the past, but I had never really thought about being a coach. And, you know, as we start to have these outlandish ideas, one thing leads to another. And (laughs) it became very clear that that is what I needed to be doing. So I started coaching training, and my first audience, because I was an expat, happened to be expatriates. And I realized that I had such a love for the expats because they naturally have that sense of adventure. They're willing to leave their home country, go somewhere else, which could be very, very different from where they're from, different culture, different uh, language, and and lots of different personal and professional challenges. And so Mm -hmm. because I was surrounded by a lot of expats, as I said, that became my initial audience. And I continued with that, and, and I love it. I'm back in the U.S. now. I still travel quite a bit. And I work with a lot of expatriates, many who are now coming to the U.S., and they're from countries all around the world. A lot of them are looking to make uh, their take, you know, become professionally, or I should say, employed in the U.S. So we're working on professional, a lot of professional goals, and mm-hmm. getting them um, into the employment market, into the job market. So it's very satisfying. It's a lot of fun. And then my other sector of work is with leaders, and many of them are also um, overseas. So a lot of my coaching is done remotely, you know, through telephone, through Skype. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of that global presence in that. But as you mentioned about the travel agency, I work in D.C. with Connoisseur Travel. It's uh, the largest independent travel agency in Washington, D.C., and they handle both corporate and vacation travel. And What's so interesting is that the owner of the agency, when I started there a few years ago, I did not start as a coach, and I started as I was getting my coaching business up and running. And I had this vision of combining coaching and travel together, but I really, my vision was more about the retreats, like I was describing earlier, you know, getting uh-huh. groups together and taking them on a retreat, taking them on an adventurous experience, but then having that coaching opportunity in it, because we know how powerful that can be, how transformational that can be, and I had never really thought about ever doing coaching inside the travel agency, inside their company, and one thing led to another, and then now that's what I do. So, again, you know. And suddenly uh, somebody right goes, this, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a minute. Well, you know, guy. you're a coach, aren't you? And I said, yes, I'm a coach. Well, what do you think about this? And I was like, bingo. <laughs> I think we have something here. And we do. And it worked done. out really well. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah, so it's yeah, great. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, what are some of the bigger challenges that, that are really coming up around around coaching expats? I mean, what, what makes that coaching really unique for you? Well, the biggest, the biggest I mean, a lot of it's language. So mm-hmm. that can be very unique because, and because some of that coaching, I would say, is it's about becoming employed in the United States. So I have to really be very on top of what's happening, what's out there, what resources exist for them. So it's um, 
And then at the same time, even though a lot of it's very transactional, we're looking at resumes, we're looking at, you know, we're practicing interviewing, there's a lot that's really happening below the surface. They're in this new country, there's maybe fear, sure. they could be very, they don't have a network, a support network. So it's a very interesting coaching um, coaching dynamic because we've got the transactional piece of it, which is really nuts and bolts. Let's work on your resume. Let's Let's work on your interviewing. This is, you know, the best way to apply, working on cover letters. But then you have everything else. So it's a nice, shall we say, dance between some of the deeper coaching, which can be very very rewarding and very healing and helpful for them, as well as that transactional coaching, which is so necessary, and that's why they came to the coaching. And I think for me as a coach, the most satisfying piece of it, especially with the expatriates in the career coaching that I do with them, is they don't really expect that the coaching is going to take them to that place. All they're looking to do is have a resume and get a job. They don't even understand what really could happen from the coaching. Yeah, 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 exactly. In other words, they kind of come in the door with that one-dimensional task-oriented thing, you know, get right. job. And then and then everything else is like, oh, wait. <laughs> right. Hold on. I, I never guessed. <laughs> I yeah, never guessed. Good. I never thought I needed. I could talk about this, and I always, you know, let them. I had a new client this morning, and said, "I, I want to, one thing. I want you to take away mostly from this this first session is that this is your time, and you can use it however you want. We can focus on some of the more nuts and bolts piece of this, but if there's something else that's really important to you, you can feel free to share it. So it's it's a it's very rewarding. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting because I, I think that that's that moment that you're describing where it's like, hey, it's your time. What are we going to do? I think that that, for coaches across the board, I think that coaches deliver that to their clients and, and the reaction from the clients is, say what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. I, I, they have that, they have that moment of, this is, this is really, this intimate personal thing. This isn't a transaction. Coaching being relational and more relational and less transactional. Uh, I think it's the it's one of those things we as coaches really can bring that. Uh, well, should we say extra special? And I can't imagine any better place to find that. I mean, I have to put myself in the shoes of of your you know your clients and think. You know, you you yes, you have an adventurous heart and adventurous spirit, and when the opportunity presents itself to pick yourself up, change countries to a, to any other country that has a dramatically diverse or dramat, dramatically different cultural component, that's got to be some scary stuff. There's got to be so much change. And, and there you are. You're not only like, a, you know, the, the welcoming committee to some great extent. You're, you're also the let me, let me ease you into this transition person. And, and that career-wise makes sense. And then the rest of it is just the richness of what unfolds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think what, what also really helps, too, is I've been an expat. So I know what it's like to go and to live in a place that's radically different for, and to be that minority. I was that. Mm-hmm. And I embraced it. I really loved it. And so I, I think that my enthusiasm, my understanding of it, of the challenges, but also of the incredible opportunity also makes it very helpful. And one thing that some of the expats that I work with, I have one client in particular, and she's been an expat for many, many years, and it becomes very infectious and, um, you know, like addicting and infectious, and mm-hmm. you don't want to stop that life. And so repatriation can be even often more difficult for many of these expats than the initial assignment abroad because they're excited, they're ready, they're going, 
But when they have to then go back home, it's a very interesting experience to coach them through that. You know, I, I can't remember the exact quote from Mark Twain. He was talking about how travel changes your mind and um, that it's impossible really to have a, a closed mind when you've done some traveling. And, and I, I think that what you're talking about there about the repatriation, repatriation, there we go, yeah. repatriation, um, is, uh, is that, you know, when you're raised with a certain culture and you would, you say, okay, this is normal, like that's your baseline, this is normal, and then you go someplace else and you're comparing someplace else against your normal, you find both the highs and the lows, and they're like, oh, this is better, this is worse, and we can't help but judge, where we're, that's the kind of, mm-hmm. you know, we're judging beings, sort of, considered that, but then you start to appreciate what else is possible, and so it's sort of hard to fit back into any single cookie cutter, don't you think, after that? Yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah. Because and that's and, and I think that's you've expanded so much. You've expanded. Now you're going back to a place that for many of them is their, where they came from, and it hasn't changed that much in the time that, like, they've changed so much. They've become so big, so open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's I love that. They've become so big. That's so beautiful. And, and you know, you said that you mentioned earlier also that you're doing some work with leaders, and one of the things. Uh, speaking of leading, you're doing some leading uh, right at Impact Coaching Academy with the special interest group that's coming up. Um, so that's which we certainly appreciate you stepping into leadership there. <laughs> Thank and, you. Yeah. So tell us about the special interest group because I think that this is yeah. I mean, this really seems so in alignment with you, who you are and what you usually do, which is like welcoming, greeting, and facilitating conversations about bold, bold new adventures. Let's talk about the bold new adventure of our special interest group. Yeah, well, it's exciting. It's a bold new adventure that Impact has created, and there's so many benefits that will be coming from it. So I will be facilitating, co-facilitating this with Karen Capello. She's a master mm-hmm. certified coach, and she's well-known in the coaching industry. We start our first one is September 12th. They're going to be monthly, 12 p.m. Eastern time, U.S. Mm. Eastern time. One of the great benefits is that each call is worth one International Coach Federation um, CCE for continuing education. So there's a huge value in that. And these are going to be these groups, yeah, right, for sure. So 12 in one year, if a person attends each one, they can get 12 CCEs, which is so valuable for their credential renewal. The... The focus, we'll pick a topic each month. It's all going to be related to leadership and executive coaching and the mm-hmm. people that we suspect will be coming to it. We could have a combination of not coaches. We, we, we'll probably have many coaches. But we also expect that we're going to have people that are in those types of roles that are starting to really hear the buzz about how they can become much more effective by using coaching techniques and managing Absolutely. with more of a coaching approach. So I, I suspect that... Like, we don't have a strict agenda. It's going to be very much what happens at that moment. And we're going to – there'll be some group coaching that will happen. There'll be some ideas that are that we'll share, we'll develop, and it's going to be very much in the spirit of coaching how we facilitate it. So really looking forward to seeing how that all develops um, every month. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing with the special interest groups that I find is so fascinating is and it's really it's an interesting development in, uh, I think, in coaching in general is the – uh, concept of special interest groups kind of stepping away from, because the ICF used to run those, and then they sort of were like, well, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to have these communities to practice. 
but then they opened it up to have, you know, accredited schools, et cetera, run the special interest groups. And I think that that's actually a brilliant move because it really does allow us to promote those conversations, those those conversations that encourage critical thought and really uh, the development of uh, possibility and, and the application of coaching skills across the board, not just through the filter of a professional coach, certainly that, but like you said, that and beyond. How can coaching skills be used to develop different areas, so like leadership or parent and coach and, and those types of things? I just think the special interest groups are just a gem. They're a diamond in the rough just waiting to really kind of pop for us. Yeah, I agree, and I'm looking forward to – when we have the participants and any examples that Karen and myself bring, you know, just these case studies, these real examples and talking through them, it's going to be such a phenomenal learning experience for all of us. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Well, let me ask you a personal question. So how did you find coaching really? What was your moment of, of I've been a client, but now, wait, hold on, I should be a coach. Everybody sort of has their story of when that light bulb <laughs> came on. What's yours? Well, mine happened, I mean, when I was a coaching client, it was probably eight or ten years prior to me deciding to go to coach training. So what happened was I was overseas. I was as an expatriate general manager in the very much in the corporate world, and I was being pushed to promote higher, which I didn't want. I had realized that. And I knew I wanted to go back to school and study, and I was planning on going for a graduate degree in counseling or positive psychology something along that line, and I researched all these schools and programs, and I thought, wow, this is going to be a big chunk of time and money and a commitment, Mm -hmm. and then I thought, wait a minute, then you had to do something like 2,000 hours to to then apply for your boards to be licensed within a certain state or region, and I thought, Mm -hmm. this is really more than I thought about, and then the big red flag came up, and I don't know what it was, but it was like... I don't want to deal with a lot of problems. <laughs> nice. I don't know. One thing led to another, and I thought, I, I, you know, one click on the Internet after another. When I was sitting there in Kuwait thinking, I want to study. I know I want to study. I want to expand my mind again. I want it to be positive. I want people to be there because they want to be there, and they want to take responsibility, and they want to focus on possibility. Bingo, there's coaching. <laughs> and I thought, well, how did I not figure this one out earlier? And that's how it happened. It, it was a very interesting method. It wasn't because anybody ever said to me, you should be a coach. Like I said, I had hired a coach good eight or so years prior to that. Never once mm-hmm. thought about doing it. And I never it's looked so back. Funny. When I started, I said, this is what I need to be doing. I knew immediately. You know, my, my energy was always much higher after a class. I would you know, work a long day like many people, take, uh, take classes in the evening or after work or on the weekends. And I was always so much more energized after a coaching class or a coaching call that I, I knew that th- that's what I needed to be doing. You know, it's so interesting you call out something there that I think is so true for a lot of a lot of coaches that not only do we encourage our clients, by the way, to think this way, but this is what our experience was. We think, gosh, we really want to help people, and we go back to – what we know, which is, and again, this is not fashion counseling or, or right. therapy in any way, shape, or form. So we, we go back to that and we look at it and we go, yeah, okay, so it's a lot of hours and, and it's like, we're not afraid of that work, but at the same time we look at, so, so okay, great, so we do all that work, what's the end result? And we look at the model, right, the current working model of working in those fields and it's like, 
No, that's not quite it. That's not quite <laughs> what we're looking for. And and it's so that was, that whole awareness. Because I had a, one that was very similar when, when the thought kind of popped into my my mind about coaching. You know, I was in me. I was off like a, a bullet. I was like, woohoo! <laughs> but <laughs> but I did have that that flash, right? You have that flash of, well, wait, hold on. What would it be if I just became a counselor then? And you go, okay, okay, okay. Oh wait, okay, never mind. <laughs> for joining us today. Coaching Impact Radio is brought to you by Impact Coaching Academy. Experience ICA with over 30 hours of complimentary materials, then chart your own specific training plan at impactcoachingacademy.com. And of course, join us and access the growing archive of programs at coachingimpactradio.com. There's more exciting conversation by coaches for coaches on the way with Frankie Dorn and Terry Hayes. Be sure to join us as we continue the coaching conversation. I'm Vince Hayes. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.